We'll talk about another week in the National Football League. Just when you thought the Philadelphia Eagles looked like a team that could dance with perfection, maybe run the table because the NFC is all over the place, Washington beats them, Cowboys lose at Green Bay when the Packers look dead in the water, Lions win at Chicago. My Lord, uh, the NFC, and matter of fact, we'll roll it over to the AFC with that Buffalo-Minnesota finish. This is one of the craziest years I've seen in the NFL, and we're just about halfway through, if that. Did we lose him, Frank? Hello, you there? Yeah, we got you. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, sorry about that, man. I was talking about how hey, crazy, how crazy this year has been. Uh, it really has. I mean. You really have a tough time figuring out who are the, who are the real contenders, who are the strong teams, which teams you trust. I mean, the Bills are in that circle of trust two weeks ago, and then they've kind of screwed things up since then. Uh, you know, I mean, the Eagles lost last night. I, you know, that's kind of the headliner from yesterday, obviously. But I look at it like, what team out there doesn't have a bad loss? Like, is there a team out there that that doesn't have something on their resume where you're like, wow, that that's really not good for them? I mean, even the Vikings with with their one loss, well, they got blasted against the Eagles earlier this season. They didn't even look competitive in that game. So I looked at the Eagles lost the game, and you know everybody else has lost the game by now. I still think Eagles are the best team in the NFC, but you know you saw their vulnerability just like everybody else's. This is it's it's going to be wide open and kind of one of those things where whoever gets hot late December has got a shot to win it all. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider, joining us. Uh, the Lions, uh, they're now going to play the Giants in a game that has some <laughs> important value to it, which, you know, a week ago if we were talking, we were discussing the Lions picking top five in the draft. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny how things turn around with just a couple wins. Yeah, I mean, it's good for them, good, good for the Lions to – at least get some confidence, get some of the things rolling. It's great for Dan Campbell, who I was getting worried that, hey, man, if you go 2-15, and 15, it ain't going to work out well for you. It is. You're probably not getting to your three if you if you don't win some games. So good for them to get back into it. And they got a shot. I mean, the Giants are just not unbeatable. They're they're good. I mean, I don't want to sit here and trash them. They're not a terrible football team. But I think everybody kind of realizes they've they've caught some breaks in close games with the schedule, whatever it shall be. And we'll see where they kind of go from there. But yeah, a fun game, good game. I, I mean, I, it, it it like you said, it actually uh, matters now. Uh, Cowboys blowing a 14-point lead on the road at Lambeau. I, it, is a Sean Payton watch on right now for McCarthy in Dallas? No, I wouldn't think so. I, I mean, I look at it like, again, I mean, is it ideal to, to blow that kind of a game? No, but... I teams gonna lose. I mean, that's just what happens. I think Dallas Cowboys are a very, very good football team. I think they're the second best team in the NFC. Maybe the Vikings. I, I mean, we got to give the Vikings some credit now too. But the, I think the Cowboys are gonna be just fine. I think that though. I mean, you don't want to turn this into a losing streak all of a sudden. You don't want to look down the road. You've lost three in a row, and you're you're struggling for a wild card spot. So I think they'll bounce back pretty quickly. They're another team that, uh, you know, again, I, I don't want to overreact to any loss because everybody's losing in the NFL this year. Nobody can seem to get any consistency and any footing except, you know, the Chiefs, I guess the Vikings at this point. So the Cowboys to lose that game, not ideal to blow that 14-point lead, but, hey, you lost to a desperate
favorite Packers team in Green Bay. It's going to happen. How about Tua coming back after the concussion? Miami hasn't lost here. They are sitting at 7-3, and three, and you could make the argument playing this side of Kansas City, the most consistent football in the AFC. I'd agree with that. I think that they've been really kind of under the radar, and people are trying to pick that up, but... I mean, when when we were having conversations about, you know, who who do you trust? Who are the five best teams? And Dolphins really never got mentioned. They're, I keep using the stat. I'll, I'll keep saying it. The Dolphins are 7-0 and in games that Tua has started and finished. I mean, they're why why would you downgrade them at all just because they lost three games with Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater starting? And all three of those games were competitive games against the Jets, the Bengals, and the uh, Vikings. We're all going to the playoffs. So I think the, uh, the Dolphins have been one of those teams that's strangely uh, not getting the respect it deserves. I think that they are a very, very good team. They're flawed like everybody else. I don't think they're great against the pass defensively, but they can put up points while coach. Tua's had a breakthrough. I think that's a very, very good football team that, that's not getting quite the respect it deserves. And no one's talking about Tennessee being 6-3 and three in the division they could run away with. And the Vikings, speaking of running away with the division, 8-1 yeah. and one with a four-and-a-half game lead over the Packers. Yeah, five five loss five five games in the loss column up on Green Bay. Wow. Who'd have thought that? That basically they had clinched a division by early November. I mean, it's over. Like they're, I don't think they're losing ground for five games of the Packers the rest of the way. Um, the Vikings are one of those teams where you know, I mean, everybody's kind of uh, whatever. The Vikings, they're they're getting by, but then you go and I don't care the circumstances. You go to Buffalo and beat the Bills. Okay, you have to validate everything they've done since then. They're heading towards, you know, I mean, a good chance at the number one seed at the NFC if they keep this going. Uh, they're good. They're they're well. Co- another team, well coached. I, I like their first year coach, Kevin O'Connell. I think. Kirk Cousins is one of those guys nobody wants to give any credit to. He's playing just fine. Justin Jefferson is the best receiver on the planet right now. So, yeah, the Vikings are, are a very interesting team going forward because I'd been, I'd been dismissing them like everybody else. But, you know, after winning against Buffalo, it's like, okay, well, now you got my attention. How about Brady and the Bucks again, uh, some weak divisions. Uh, we'll talk about the NFC West in a moment, but there's Tampa Bay back in first place. Five and five with a game lead on second place, four and six, Atlanta. Yeah, and I mean, I think we saw last Thursday night when Atlanta played Carolina that, yeah, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would have to have just an epic collapse to not win this division. And they, I mean, they might win it at, at seven and eight, you know, seven and ten. I mean, really, like it's they, the bar there is so low for them that I can't imagine they don't win that division. And then, you no, know, like we were just talking about, there's. There's no real unbeatable team in the NFC or the NFL this year. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. And then if you're the Buccaneers, you're sitting there saying, we have all this talent. We're going to win our division. We're going to host at least one game in the playoffs. Why can't we be that team and get on a roll? Why can't we go 9-8 and eight and then you know, start to get hot and beat a few teams we, can, we, we know we can match up talent-wise with? I think the Buccaneers are one of those dangerous teams. that They haven't played well at any point point really this season but they're going to win their division and then you know whatever like you're you're in the playoffs at a really weak conference why can't you get on a little bit of a winning streak right there i i don't know it's going to be interesting but yeah i think after last week when we saw atlanta just look absolutely pitiful i think it's pretty clear the buccaneers are running away with this division 
His name is Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com National NFL Insider. Final thoughts on the NFC West. I think the Niners picking up McCaffrey is huge. You talk about a team I like that may be complete if Garofalo doesn't hurt them. Uh, I really think it's it's San Francisco. Um, now, if Jimmy G is solid uh, with McCaffrey's pickup with that defense, again, it's based on health, and there's still you know half the season left, but... Man, I'm starting to look at the NFC, and if there's one team I like to emerge, especially after watching Philly last night against Washington, it would be the Niners. Yeah, I'd agree. Tower-wise, there's just no question. The one thing I will say about San Francisco, though, is we can sit here and talk about their talent all we want. They need to actually do it. Like They they took a long time to put away the Chargers at home last Sunday night. They did. Good for them. They won. Uh, no, no, you know, not taking anything away from them there, but you know, we're starting the fourth quarter in that game. Like, wow, the 49ers are going to lose this thing. Uh, and I guess the Chargers team is absolutely decimated with injuries. So I want to see the, the 49ers actually do it. I want to see them graduate from they're really good on paper to they're really good on the field. And we haven't really seen that, honestly. Like, we, we see it spurts like the second half defensively was really really good against Chargers we've seen their offense uh, hit a really high gear with that McCaffrey game at, at Los Angeles against the Rams a couple weeks ago but I want to see them put it together and then I'll say okay yeah now, now I can see it now what we've seen they're not just paper champions anymore we actually can see this team hitting a, that really really high gear that we know they have but yeah, I agree with you they're uh, on paper I mean they're, they're they're easily a Super Bowl contender right now. Hey, Jimmy G's made a Super Bowl before. I should have won it. If, if the 49ers can defend that, you know, a long pass by the Chiefs there. So I don't think that Jimmy G's necessarily going to hold them back. I think that they can go as far as they want. But I do want to see them put it together a little bit instead of just us always talking about what talent they have. I want to see them beat somebody 42-7. to And then we say, oh, yeah, okay, that. I, I understand now that 49ers really got a chance to do this thing. Yeah, if Garoppolo, like I said, if, he, if he's consistent, I I think they got a good shot at at least getting to the NFC championship game. Final thoughts on the Rams with Cooper Cup now reportedly uh, ankle surgery, IR probably out for the year. Uh, Matt Stafford didn't play Sunday concussion protocol. They're three and six in the most alarming number with the Rams through nine games, only 148 points scored, which would put them in the bottom four of the National Football League. That is crazy. It is, and I, I, I hope I'm right about this, but I think the record for the most losses for a defending Super Bowl champion, 1999 Broncos went 6-10, and 10, but they had John Elway retire on them and lost Terrell Davis, their MVP, within the first, I think the first two weeks of the season, maybe the first week. So, I mean, that, that was kind of understandable. This is just a disaster for the Rams. I mean, they are trending towards being the worst defending Super Bowl champion we've ever seen, and they had relied so much on Cooper Cup for offense. He was basically their entire offense this year. What do you do without him? How do you even really generate anything when you don't have the guy who was your only playmaker? And defensively, they're not great either. I just... It just got it, 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 everything about it has been weird from all the way back to Sean McVay kind of putting out there that he might retire and oh no I'm going to come back with a raise and okay well is he all in this offensive line is just in tatters they have no playmakers the defense isn't great everything about the Rams this season has been 
legitimately awful, and it's shocking to see that from a defending Super Bowl. We've seen defending Super Bowl champions take a step back. There's like three steps back. It it is, again, it's probably going to end up being the worst reigning Super Bowl champion in NFL history. Which is good for the Lions because they have their first round pick in that Stafford trade, so that could be a win on both sides. Rams get that Super Bowl with Stafford last year, and the uh, Lions uh, could get a really high pick from the Rams uh, come spring of 2023. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, National NFL Insider uh, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Frank, always love the NFL conversation. Have a great evening. Appreciate it. All right, Frank Schwab.